right. I don't know why my Skype doesn't ring anymore. Um, did you have? Is you... there some setting? Is there some there setting is, I need to do? There is some setting. Um, okay. I I turn my ring ringy thing off, so when I call you, it doesn't go. Bleep, 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 bleep. Well, yeah, I mean, my so my reason for bringing it up is every time I hear that on a podcast, <laughs> it feels false to me now because <laughs> I never hear the Skype ringtones anymore. Uh, you, well, you've got ringing options, which is um, you might have it set to a strange output device that no longer outputs, no longer puts out. Oh, yeah, no, maybe I've dicked with my settings quite a lot. Mm-hmm. That'll because, happen when you podcast. Because, because of this this nonsense that yeah. we do. Yeah. That's why I like You want your mother hijacked. to know what we get up to in this room? <laughs> you kiss your mother with that mouth? Um, yeah, that's why I like Audio Hijack, because I can keep my Skype settings basically the same. And then uh, Hijack just comes along and just goes, yoink, I'll take the output and I'll do with it what you want. But we covered that in episode one. We did, we did, we did. I used to, um, well, anyway, we covered it. I don't, need to, I don't need to talk about the fact that I used to have it. Mm-hmm. I'm yesterday's man when it comes to Audio Hijack, mate. Yes. Uh, what so song I'm is just that working now? off some, uh, uh, what's that? Yesterday's Man. Day Before Yesterday's Man, The Supernaturals. No, uh, I'm thinking of, I'm a yesterday man. Oof, you might be. Okay, I am. I don't know what that is, mate. <laughs> Do you know? It's no. a good song. I think it's a sort of cod reggae uh track certainly when you sing it it is (laughs) chris andrews i'm her yesterday man it's not it's not cod reggae at all i don't think actually maybe it's not uh yeah cod reggae is actually a great band name though oh well cod reggae well it's unfortunately it's sort of a genre i know i know it's a genre but it's it's an amusing it is an amusing name name. zach the zach brown band have a very interesting like they're a country and western sort of pop country band that are super varied in what they do. And one of the things they've got a real punch on, they have a, they do at least one cod reggae song in pretty much every album. And it's so strange and incongruous. They've, um, they had an album out a few years ago, which is the start of when they became like a cross between a country and jam band. And so they've got this album out. Oh, um, both types of music, huh? Yeah. Country and jam and band. And jam band. Um, it's a, like, I mean, you'd hate it because you know um, i've got no soul okay, no 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 right, no no, no no probably no, it's the opposite fine. it's fine it's, it's probably fine. the opposite I'm dead inside i'm dead inside it's too and I'd mainstream it. for you is what i'm thinking that's i don't what know I'm that i'm not mainstream i don't know that i'm not mainstream okay. mark <laughs> do you listen to radio too uh not very often not if i can avoid it okay i've started i did there's, there's bits of radio too that i like and yeah. stuff on there that i that, that i enjoy and um the thing the trouble is is that radio one which is supposed to be for the kids mm. When I turn it on in the studio with my students, I kind of like look at them and go, "What really? You like this music? Because mm. this is 1993 that we're listening to right now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Radio One's daytime playlist anymore at all." There was a, there was a golden a golden age uh, where, where Radio One was just perfect if you were sort of mid twenties before they had to change formats because they got told by the trust that they were too broad, and it was yeah. perfect because. I used to love getting into work. Uh, where I used to work in Edgebaston, I'd walk the 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 final the final bit instead of catching the bus, and I'd listen to Chris Moyle's um, show in the morning, and then I'd get in just in time for Golden Years on a Friday, right. uh, or the, right. the the Golden Hour. That was it, the Golden Hour when he when he brought that back, and we'd just sit and and enjoy that for for the last hour and 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 play along with car park catchphrase and stuff, and then for pretty much the whole day, like you had a decent selection of music and uh it was it was a good station for a few years there they had a, they had a good like i think 10 year run where radio one was brilliant um yeah. and then 
hey, it's it's just it's not for us anymore, John. It's not for well, us. Well, no, no. Actually, what I'm arguing is that it is again. That's what I'm saying. Well, I I'm think like, I'm with you. They're they're, they're 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 playing kind of like classic '90s Snoop Dogg songs and REM songs, yeah. and I'm just looking at the kids, thinking, no, guys, you're you're supposed you like, to be yeah, you're supposed to be liking Justin Bieber or something. Yeah, well, yeah, or, or grime or something. Yeah, just yeah, some, yeah. something that's yours that's yes. not mine. That's well, <laughs> well, weirdly, because I, I, now and again I, I hit up on Radio 1 and it tends to be um, the music that the young people like. But then every now and again, and I think it's probably creeping in more and more, I was in the, um, uh, I was in the Barbers uh, last weekend and there was a, uh, what they were calling the best of Radio 1 or Radio 1's greatest hits. And it was all exactly what you were talking about. And it was just a Sunday morning thing. And it was it was perfect, and and so maybe that's what the, your students have been hearing. Like they've been doing, they've been going back to the well of of stuff from the nineties. Who knows? Mm. I, 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 I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <clears throat> I listen uh, to a lot of Absolute at home. That's quite. I funny. like I I like I like it a lot about what Absolute do. I think I got into it because of possibly because of Dave Gorman listening uh-huh. to his show because there was there was three years there where. It was just wonderful, and and you know I, I contributed to the show and stuff, and he was super cool, and he's he's my he's my jam, um, and I I sort of it is a, a station I'm quite happy to have on a lot of the time. I just like the I like the brand, I like everything. I think they've got the right uh, amount of sort of ironic detachment, um, but still playing music that's really quite enjoyable. And now they're on FM in the. Uh, Actually, that's a really good... Right, sorry. I'm, I'm making a mental note because I've been waking up... Well, at the moment, I've been waking up to static because the cats keep ripping the aerial out of the back of my radio. Right. Right. Um, but I've been waking up to radio too because it was a default thing that I didn't hate, but I'm now starting right. to really, really hate the way the Chris Evans radio show starts. So hang on, have you got have you got a classic clock radio? No, I'll tell you what I've got and you're gonna, oh. you're going to hate me. I've got a thing. Tease, mate. <laughs> That'd be cool. I've got a thing called a Beddy. Uh, I saw these oh, advertised. God. Yes, oh. I saw these advertised on Instagram, and then and it followed me around Facebook, and I actually mm. quite liked it because it's basically shush. <laughs> uh, mm. let, let let me let me make my case at least. Um, it's a clock radio with a light. Um, uh, so it's got a, a, you know a decent little light, and it looks it looks nice. It's sort of fairly nicely designed. Uh, and it's got a you know an LED display for the clock, just like a real so a, just, a real alarm just, clock. Just want to pause you for a second. Just want to pause you for a second. So my opening question was, do you have a clock radio? You said no, I've not. I've got a Betty. And then so far you've described a exactly what a clock, clock radio, radio is. Absolutely. So there's going to be a turns out here, which is going to be but internet, and I'm going to hate it. Yeah, it's oh but, no, it's, it's but Bluetooth. It's 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 but Bluetooth. So it has an app. Okay. And you can set the alarm via the app and then you can get it to do various things. So it can play stuff via uh, Bluetooth uh, automatically. You can plug various things in. One of the genuine reasons I actually bought it is it has two just generic USB slots on the back. So I can charge my devices using the radio. uh, And if I do want to use Bluetooth, I can. And it's got, uh, you know, one of its tiny little features, just a throwaway feature, is it happens to have an FM radio. That's not its main thing its main thing is it's it's a clock and a light and it has bluetooth support and the speaker's okay but i don't use the bluetooth and um yeah i set the alarm on on the app 
Uh, that actually then, sounds great. It's, um, I, but really I, th- like. I think its main feature is that it's a clock with a radio, yes. and the other things are nice. Yeah, no, they might not be confident selling it as that, but that's definitely yes. what it is. I think you're absolutely right, and that's that's kind of why I bought it. That's not, you're right; it's not how they sell it, but that's how I bought it. Um, and yeah. uh, I've had it for a few months, and and I really dig it. And so it's now that I, I keep forgetting that Absolute is now available in Birmingham because they mm. took over Kerrang. Uh, or well, they took over whoever took over Kerrang. Um, and uh, now I can wake up to, to to Absolute Radio. I just have to remember to find the. So you know how uh, with these clock radios, you get um, you can just plug a like just a wire into the back of your your clock radio, and it's and that, an antenna. That's an aerial. Yeah, that's an aerial. <laughs> uh, I've got one somewhere, but the cats kept biting through it. And so it keeps oh, yeah, getting shorter are, and shorter and shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so it's around somewhere, uh, and I've just got to go and find it again um, because yeah, I keep waiting. Is it up DAB or is it no, DAB? Or no, is it it's not. FM. It's just FM. Uh, okay. But yeah, if I wanted to do something, I could probably rig something up with Bluetooth. But the problem with any because I've had these things before, like I, I bought like a I had a, a dock for my phone um, mm-hmm. with a speaker or whatever, and and I I had one of those alarm apps. I I hate alarm apps because they almost never work. Because you have to go to bed and open the app. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't work because mm-hmm. you can't just have a generic. You can you can get the app to send you a push notification, but that's all it'll do if if you don't forget to set the app when you go to bed. And I'm not doing that. I'm not an animal. So, is it, sorry, this alarm app, this is not the alarm that's built into the phone. No, no, no. It's like if you wanted to do day. stuff like... Um, there was one that was quite cool that you could customize various things and it did like a morning briefing thing like like the Amazon uh, lady in a tube does. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it, it could wake you up and it would go, hello, uh, here are some headlines, but uh, like the weather is this today and you have three appointments and there are some unread emails and that kind of stuff. And and then it would play music. And so you could just play from your Spotify or from your own music account. But you have to remember to, to set the app up uh, before you go to bed. And that's dumb. Right. Otherwise, you just get a beep, 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 and that's all you get. You just get a push notification in the morning, and that ain't right. going to wake anyone up. Speaking of uh, speaking of the lady in the tube, yeah, we've got our first uh, iteration of that in our household this weekend. Oh, cool. Um, my, uh, my, my son got a Kindle Fire, mm-hmm. and um, she's really good. Yeah. She's yeah, so she much. She's so much better than the Apple, uh, Apple lady in a tube. Yeah, the the the, the lady so in, the, in, in, in the in the uh, in the tablet. In, um, in, yeah, in yeah, the slab, no, so the in the slab. Yes, she's so much better. Um, you know, we were asking her some simple questions, but the um, the the voice recognition was uh, was was much much better because sometimes they struggle with kids. Yes. Um, uh, it was it was getting what he was saying. But I mean, you know, he, he's eight. He talks proper, but <laughs> they still they still struggle. I think frequency based stuff. Maybe it must be. I don't know why. And sometimes um, I think uh, it's it's sometimes in in the phrasing. Like my yeah. mum struggles. She gets flustered when she's going to address mm-hmm. Alexa. I mean, for a start, she like really raises her voice. I mean, all my family's loud. We are all loud. Right. But she gets. Oh, I think I just so, heard. I think what? I just heard one of the ladies in a tube respond. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, she's chatting away. She's chatting away to okay. herself. Um, so uh, yeah, my my mum will will usually give it a good give it a good yell, and it's like it 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 it's, it, it will hear you. And then she gets flustered in play the uh, Elvis in um the suspicious um, mind Elvis right. like that, and it's just mum, mm-hmm. it's it's not it can't help you with that. <laughs> 
If you want to, if if anyone out there wants a really really good um, anecdote about Siri, the uh, recent episode of Runapod where uh, Nick talks about um, his Siri accidentally changing his name is just <laughs> one of one of the funniest conversations I've ever been involved in in my life. Um, I won't spoil it for you. Go go to pod dot com. All right. Um, and uh have a listen to it i'll just get the show title up so you know which one you're going for oh, it's 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 amazing yeah, this yeah. Is trickery um siri managed to change his name and he can't change it back <laughs> why can't he change it back uh well, i should have listened to the episode up. i should listen to the episode it's called i'm a man not a contact it's episode 13 <laughs> at um but no uh yeah no i think one of the strange things with kids you don't you think that they'd be more uh they'd, they'd be less inhibited and that They'd be more imaginative, and they go, "Yeah, I could totally talk to a slab of glass and silicone and get get it to give me answers. That'd be cool." But kids get quite shy mm. when they're doing voice recognition stuff. But um, yeah, the Alexa on his, on his tablet um, responded really well to him. But the thing that really I think was impressive was the information mm-hmm. that spits back out again. I find most of the time when I ask uh, my phone for something, if it catches me first time. It sends me something and it's like, oh, I found this answer on, Do you want to click on this and then unlock your phone and then we'll go to a website and then there might be some results and you can search for one. Whereas Alexa's like, OK, I've got this, 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 this. And there's a couple of tiles and you're swiping through them and it's beautiful. Really yeah. like it. I've done cinema times. I've ordered uh, the amount of times I've ordered fast food mm. uh, through, through the because ju- I'm a just eat person um no. trying trying to be less so um but i uh yeah so just being able to say you know like reorder the reorder my chinese and it will um yeah it'll go through like this is your order is, is that what you want to do and you just say yes and that's it and it's already paid for because it's you know uh the uh, just eat it's got your credit card details so it just goes you know do you want to pay on the app or, or whatever it is and you just say uh or you can say cash on delivery and you say yes and then that's it, and it's ah, oh, it's wonderful. There are so many really nice integrations. I want to build one for Podium because um, I like the idea of being able to say, uh, "Hey, lady in the tube, ask Podium for podcasts about X," and it just plays. Oh, them. nice! Yeah, that's yeah, nice. That's a thing. That's a thing you can do. Yeah, uh, I started because uh, I like the morning briefing concept, so I started uh, building one of those when I was doing the the Mood Elevator podcast a while ago. Um, and uh, yeah, the the morning briefing is quite cool when you've got a uh, an actual like stationary lady in a tube that sits somewhere um, mm. like in the kitchen or whatever you're making your morning coffee or if you're me you're doing the dishes from last night uh, and you can get your uh, get get your updates on the news and stuff it's cool oh cool did you just hear a ping at your end from my end I didn't I say so, no oh that's good that's good I've just revealed my inner workings there I was just going to say it'd be ironic if after last week uh, you heard notification pings coming through from my end after I slacked everyone <laughs> for doing it. Yeah. Um, notification ping was about. I'll tell you what it was about. It was about milk. Uh, I've got a bit. I'm, I'm in a bit of a milk round at work, okay. and we're all out. And various boring uh, aspects of my commute meant that I couldn't pick up any milk this morning. Oh. So um, I've just been enjoying a cup of tea with um, clandestine stolen milk. <laughs> I I just brazenly walked into the canteen with a black cup of tea, Ugh. walked over to the milk station, just looked around, and just poured milk in and walked off. You <clears throat> rebel. And, and then as I was walking towards the voiceover booth, the head radio technician kind of came in and smiled at me. I was like, oh, hi, morning. And I walked straight past <laughs> the room that's got the audio booth in, into a stairwell, counted to 20, walked out and walked <laughs> back in because he wouldn't let me take a cup of tea in here if he saw me do that. <gasps> oh, of course. So 
I am a bad man today. You're I'm a bad, bad boy. Man. You're a bad boy. I drunk stolen milk in the wrong place. Yes. I am breaking the law. The milk thief or, or the milk thieves thieves sounds like a good band name. I could go. I could go with that. Uh well. I, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because there was a time where the canteen would have belonged to the university and all I'd be doing would be taking some university supplies. Oh, but because yeah. it's an outsourced contract, I have literally stolen milk. Yes. Um, there's no there's no two ways about that. Is, I is it just... Costa? Well, no, it's it's a company that has um, got... Uh, a, anyone can get... We could get a Costa license, mate. Oh, okay. We could sure. we could just find a whip bread and say, look, we want to order a hundred pounds worth of beans <laughs> every month. Can we have a Costa sign? You're now a franchisee, yeah. Because they're um, it's it's whip bread pubs, isn't it? Costa. Sure, sure. Oh, sorry, mate. Is, are you? Is do your interest not extend? <laughs> no, no, to no, the, uh, no, no. When I say the coffee supply chain, the political economy of drinks. When I say sure, <laughs> I'm saying I assume so. I don't know, but I don't want to admit my ignorance. That's what sure means. It doesn't mean I'm disinterested. It means. This is all of the information I can I can I can contribute to this conversation. <laughs> like, sure, I'll take that as read. But the, the right there used to be there used to be several places branded as Costas in the university. This if this goes yes, into that's what I'm thinking of. Just that's just pull me back. Okay, there is now there is now a Starbucks branded oh, place wow. on the ground floor of uh, the building that I, that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one it's a, but it's a faux Costa, so I can't go in there and use my cost not Costa a, a faux Starbucks. It's a faux box, yeah, a fake box. I can't I can't pre-order a latte, which would be very handy given the cues that they get, uh, and I can't pay on my app and and enjoy um increasing my stars which oh, uh, is part of the game of starbucks so uh gamified starbucks is off the board there but what they have around the building is they have a variety of other coffee stations and then they have a canteen mm-hmm. and um they keep so the company um a company gets a contract to provide catering for the university and they provide everything from pay-as-you-go coffee up to corporate lunches and mm. entertainment stuff right and then if we have an event they do the buffets and the wine and all that all that jazz we used to have a company called sedexo okay and sedexo. Um, i think it, i think it's fair to say that i speak for my employer when i say they were terrible no i don't speak for my employer when i say that um, <laughs> no but nobody in the building really liked them very much and now we've got a new company i think they're called baxter story and they're much better um but this is a thing that happens in all universities around the country. Is there's three or four companies who vie for contracts to provide the entire catering yes. um, for, for, for the for the operation. And um, interesting thing about Sodexo, when I go to Finland to uh, teach at a university there, um, they hate Sodexo too. So that's wow. a kind of a, that's a universal truth. You can um, bond about- over your hatred for a company. But what they do every year is they take the they go to the coffee pods and they decide that they need to rebrand them and they come up with a new brand so we used to have something last year called yeah kicking mule funky donkey something like that and it was in an orange cup and then this year we've got a new brand that's appeared and i can't even remember what it's called because i've only been dealing with it for four or five weeks but essentially it's the same really nice people who make me my coffee Mm -hmm. and they make me the same drinks um and they know what i like and they make it the way i like it but they to wear a different outfit to what they wore last year (laughs) (laughs) and it's just really strange because when you and me were boys mark Mm -hmm. we used to have something that we just called the university canteen and it was oh right okay it was like well this is this is uh a piece of institutionally supplied catering well done but there wasn't any branding on it now they they also have to rebrand all of the food places as well so the, the um (laughs) 
the the current food offering in what normally what used to be a canteen mm-hmm. is now called um funky bird on chicken street uh... like what even is that i don't, i've got a picture of it which i'll put on the show notes because they're trying to they're trying to make this kind of cool thing where actually all you need is you need to get a sandwich in between lectures yeah um, you don't need to know. You don't need to know what the brand is. You... Funky Bird on Falafel Street. Oh God, I can't even remember what it, what it is now. But it's really, it's nice that they're making an effort. Mm. But it's one of those things that doesn't really need an effort because mm. we're here in the university and we're going to buy a sandwich. Um, but every year they kind of try and pretend like they're on a high street, mm-hmm. and they come up with a with a with a new thing. And I find it very very odd. Mm. Very very odd. It's always the same food. Yeah, and it's always the same people. Yeah. But it's always a new logo. <sighs> Change the shoes, Mark. Um, pardon? What? What did you say about shoes? Uh, nothing changes but the shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Expression in a Wild Heart song. Oh okay. Wild Heart song. Oh cool, yeah. nice. Um, I'm just dealing with the uh, support. Uh, yeah. <coughs> um, do 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 from uh, before this switch. Right. So, um, tell me what's happening, mate. Follow up. Uh, let's let's let's. Uh, uh, it's it's all going to become clear. It's all going to become clear. Okay. Um, how about uh, how did you get on with uh, with Blade Runner? I I I got on really really well. So um, my homework was that I was going to watch um Blade Runner Final Cut on Blu-ray, which is a nice lazy bit of homework for me because um, it's half time. I well, I already had I already had the Blu-ray in the house and I had a potential window to 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 watch it. Um, oh my god, what a lovely experience that was! What mm. really really pleasant. Now I've only ever watched Blade Runner. I've watched the theatrical cut and the director's cut, and I've watched both of them on VHS. Mm-hmm. So to uh, go to the final cut straight onto Blu-ray and. Also, I've recently got a new television, mm. which is which is proper. Uh, whereas my uh, my old TV was very 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 poor. Um, it just looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really think I have much more to say beyond I was just blown away by the effects. Now I think they've retouched quite a lot mm-hmm. over the years um, compared to what I might have seen the first time I watched it, but it's it looks fantastic. Um, I think I need a soundbar though, oh, because I found right. sound okay. a bit hard. Yeah, uh, in 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 places that is the music supposed to dominate as much as it did in my hearing? Would you say it's something where the score is very foregrounded, or would you say no. that it's got quite a nice balanced mix? Yeah, because I, I watched the final cut uh, the Friday before I went to see the the new one, and I I did not, I certainly can't remember thinking. Yeah, the the yeah we, we've got a we've got a dominating musicy problem here. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I suspect I probably would have the same issue with my telly, but my telly's got a handy setting, which probably a lot of tellies do actually, which is it basically has a compressor, so you can set a maximum you know volume, and then it'll bump everything up, and then if it if it goes over that, then it it it'll just compress it, so it uh, it's really good if you've got stuff with a lot of audio like high dynamic range in terms of audio so lots of louds lots of quiets because it will bring the quiets up to match the louds to a degree so you're not going to blow your your ears off um so it might you find a good link for the show notes for me for that so i can oh no because like you'd have to look it up in your telly 
But um, I, I'm going to forget what the actual science oh, is. Oh, it's so. not called a compressor uh, on your telly. It'll be called something. I can't even remember what it's called on my telly. Right. Um, I'll try and find something. Yeah, it's just you can some some places. It's I think it's <coughs> what um, Apple calls sound check. I think it's doing a similar kind of thing with sound check. It's just meaning that if something's too loud, it's not gonna it's not gonna blow things out. Uh, but you'll oh, nice. find it in the audio like. You know, presuming on on your TV you've got like a the control panel will have a little audio section, mm-hmm. and you'll find it in there along with you know Dolby and soundbar settings and stuff. You'll probably find a thing that is is like uh, I don't know uh, uh, match audio levels or something like that. Okay, that would be. I did try. Thing. I did try and have a dig, but it was probably the wrong time to do it because <laughs> I was obviously like midway through through the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's the first. No, it's the se- it's the second movie that I've watched through a Blu-ray since um, since we had the TV because we watched T uh, two just after we got it. Ah. Um, which I'm going to Edinburgh on the weekend, so I'm going to get to um, take heroin. Oh, cool! <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Fall through a heroin. toilet. Yeah, no, I'm not going to take heroin. But um, I-, I was wondering if there were train spotting location tours, but uh, my wife seems to think that maybe the Edinburgh tourism people are keener that we go and look at like old dead king stuff rather well... than old dead junky stuff and she's probably right they probably don't have so much of that do they no they probably don't have the equivalent of um of the platform and three and three quarters or whatever nine and three quarters in edinburgh with the worst toilet in edinburgh (laughs) (laughs) but i think we're i think we're going to be staying somewhere near where they get run over by a car all the time oh cool we're in that sort of in that sort of area and we briefly we found a really nice place on airbnb uh, which was near... Have you seen Terminator, uh, Terminator 2? Have you seen Trainspotting 2? <laughs> no, I haven't. Should oh, I? Okay. Uh, yes. No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Really? Not really Not really a spoiler, but the, the central hook of the film is about a pub in an, in an area that's being regenerated, and we nearly went and stayed there, but we're staying in the other place instead. Okay. Um, uh, it's, oh, Mark, it's very, very good. It's very good. Oh, um, I'm really pleased to hear that because it, it sort of came and went. And I often think when films do that, oh, uh, no, and you don't hear much about them. Um, no, I'm really pleased to, to to hear that. I might I might make that my homework. I'm interested that you think it that you thought it came and went. That's interesting as well because um, I thought it was pretty hyped and pretty buzzing. I remember hearing the hype pre-release, and then I don't remember hearing anything post. Oh, it was it was great. I think uh, what's interesting about it is. Um, not to make it too much about me talking about generational issues with the kids at work, but um, I watched it and I thought, like, I wonder how an 18-year-old would approach this film because yes. it was very much you're an 18-year-old who watched Trainspotting mm-hmm. or you were an 18-year-old who watched Trainspotting and now you're nearly a 40-year-old who watched mm-hmm. Trainspotting 2 because the it makes both films about life course and yes. history and change in your own lifetime so i don't think that train spotting i think train spotting one would still speak to younger people but i can't see that train spotting two would speak to them and I, I probably need to go and have a conversation with some of them about that to sort of say did you watch it mm. and did you get it um but from the point of view of someone approaching middle age it's it's a fantastic flick and it will make you want to go back and watch train spotting one again yeah but um, uh, and, and and I don't want to talk about that too too much until you've done your homework. But um, the the way that they play through together. Well, I might do that because I, I I like to do that anyway. Um, so I may I may watch uh, Train Spotting and then T two, so that okay. I'm, I'm fully up to date. 
you should do that so that's that's your homework sorted and awesome. I, I think i think possibly it does what i suspect blade runner 2049 might do in terms of making you reappraise the original yeah in some ways which you can't go into until i've seen blade runner 2049 no, no. okay which is going to be a while it might be it might be until it comes out on blu-ray mm. um i'm not going to let my wife watch blade runner on blu-ray by the way okay my my ovaries hurt watching harrison ford in that so god <laughs> knows what it would do to a woman um <laughs> Wow. He's a handsome. He's a handsome man. He and he really is in that. He looks particularly good in that film, particularly in in high definition. I was I, like, Geez. I'm with you. I don't understand. Like, I had the same reaction because I mean, Star Wars was or the second one was around that time. It was 1982? Um, uh, you know, the, the yeah, the second Star Wars was around that time. Was Blade, was, was Blade Runner 1982? I think it was 1982. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I don't understand why he looks so like he still looks like Harrison Ford, but like, yeah, what? Where, where did the sexy Harrison Ford come from? You know what I mean? Where did sex? Well, he was he was a, he was a handsome boy in uh, in Star Wars as well. He was, but it 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 seemed there there seemed to be something I couldn't put my finger on that was that was very different. Maybe less maybe less roguish in Blade Runner. Maybe there's a different quality of his handsomeness. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So I don't know what the filming chronology is, but you've got um, <clears throat> release date chrono- chronology. I've just checked it. You've got uh, Star Wars. You've got Empire. You've got um, Blade Runner. You've got Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that was what I thought. Release yeah. release wise, Blade Runner fits between Empire and Jedi. Yeah. Um, and I, I suspect that's probably congruent with uh, with with filming order. And then you go into. Um, Oh, now how does oh, how does Indiana Jones fit around that? Oh, I I I never I never I don't really I don't, for some reason I'm I've never been fussed by uh, by Indy. Yeah. I'm I, one of the things I, I want to do is get the Indiana Jones Blu-rays because I've seen those in the shop playing before on demo and they they look great as well. Mm. Um, something about that high def really punches up the way that they film those things. Mm. Uh, Raiders came out in '81, so oh, you wow. go, you go Star Wars, Empire, Raiders, Blade Runner, Jedi, Temple of Doom. He was a busy boy. He was, and somewhere along the line, he did Mosquito Coast sure. during that period as well. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then it was all Jack Ryan all the way down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> via via the Fugitive and stuff like that. But yes. I, I'm. Um, I am uh, a groomsman at a wedding uh, weekend after next, mm-hmm. and um, delightfully, uh, I've been kitted out basically in uh, Indiana Jones cosplay for it. Not Ooh. Indiana Jones as an archaeologist, Indiana Jones as a university professor. <laughs> I've got like a uh, like this really nice brown woolen suit, um, so I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Um, I will look about four percent as good as Harrison Ford did in it. I think. Ah, oh, you're a handsome chap. Um, yeah, but I'm not Harrison Ford, am I? No, it's um, few people yeah. are. Few, few, few people are. Few people are. Uh, interesting. So you can tell me this without without spoiling. How much was he acting old manish in um, uh, the Force Awakens? Uh, how much is he? How mobile is he in Blade Runner 2049? I think is what I'm saying. Now I'm aware Super. that I'm aware that he had an injury during yeah. filming the Force Awakens, but it was. It was sobering stuff seeing him lacking mobility. Yeah. Is it much the same? Uh, I really don't want to spoil it too okay. much, but he's not super mobile, mm. but he's also 
n- he doesn't dominate the screen time. Uh, yeah, fine. That's... Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't say any more. No. So I think we fangirled enough about Harrison Ford. Mm. What were we? Where were we? Train spotting. Yeah, we were following up uh, on, you... on, on homeworks and things. Uh, oh, you've uh, got homework. Yeah. That's... Tell me about your homework. Oh, yeah. So um, I uh, let's see what the app says now and how many points I've got. So uh, my, my missing homework that I failed to do from two weeks ago was to uh, install and use the Better Points app. Mm-hmm. And I went to Mosley Exchange twice. Uh, no? Once. Uh, I only did it the once because I've had a bit of a week. Uh, and so at the moment I have 144 better points. Well done. Uh, from the two, from the, the walk there that I did and the walk back. Um, and uh, I've not, cause it's, you know, it's, it's not passive. You've got to remember to open the app and tell it what you're doing and then go and do the thing. Um, Whoa, so, you don't. Well, I've, I'm pretty sure I've been doing you can have things. It, you, can, you can have it on background tracking if you want. Uh, um, was, you need to, you need to, yeah, you need to, you need to opt into that. Okay, that's but you fine. can. Um, that's cool. You can have, you can have it background track, or you can have it do the other things. Now, were those walks you were going to do anyway? Yeah. So I told it that they weren't replacing um, public transport. Um, okay. Yeah, they they were. I I usually walk to uh, to my co working space and walk back because it's a good sort of okay. 35, 40 minute walk. So it, uh, yeah, it's one point eight four miles. Nice. So uh, there's that, and then of course I watched Mother Flipping Game Board um, and you got did. reacquainted with that, and uh, yeah, so I, I found a really uh, shonky um, camera-based version of the, the 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 little, not even the sketch, but the little clip of the of the intro, um, and and that brought it back, and then and then obviously watched the uh, the new the new and improved version. Um, that's a lovely show. It is a lovely show. It really is. Um, yeah, he's oh, it's great. So the reason for us, for me, sending you that uh, sending you that way was, I think we were talking about um, ner- nerdy shows, weren't we? Yeah, and and production values thereof. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, cool. So uh, you've got some you've got some thoughts um, that we should we should rattle through. Uh, okay. these are some, um, I think this has been here for, for a while and I think we should talk about them. Uh, really? You've been, you've been you, what? Oh, no, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Do you not think we should? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we can do that. We can do that. I just wondered if there was anything else to say about your, uh, your, your homework. Cause you kind of just said, oh, I've done it. That's, I mean, that was it really. I mean. Okay. I, That's I, fine. I don't, so I don't what do you know think if about better Yeah. What sorry. Better I, I should. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, I don't. I'm, te- I'm teaching you all the time, aren't I? I'm constantly. All the time. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's not enough to describe it. Let's think about it. Let's kind of get our feelings out. I don't much <clears throat> like the app. Um, I, I okay. uh, it's it it sort of just feels like from a man who's built web apps. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. mobile apps. I kind of know that stuff, and it just it. Yeah, I, I think once you kind of know how that particular kind of sausage is made, it's it's mm-hmm. just not. I well, don't tell the. the user I, that I know how the sausage is made, but tell the listener. Uh, well, there's different ways that you can make um, mobile apps, and there mm-hmm. are certain telltale signs that it's difficult to explain if you don't build them. But there's weird things that happen to a UI where you're like, oh, I know what they've used, what libraries, what bits of code, or what um, mm-hmm. part of the operating system they've used to build that. And it's usually 
and I'm not going to I'm not going to slag the app off. Um, you know, partly because we know people who are involved in it, and there's no reason for me to slag the app off. Um, but it just it just it doesn't have that so, sort of slick UI. It feels more like an Android app. It doesn't have that kind of like it feels like a native. It doesn't feel like a native Andro- uh, iOS app. Yep. And so uh, th- th- right, that's that's not slagging someone off. Uh, firstly, I think you you don't you need to be less less precious about that and less anxious. No, no, I was uh, stopping uh, myself from going further. Is, is about it. Mean. So um, if you are a, a lay listener who doesn't know know these things, but you you're aware that there are some apps that you enjoy using and some apps that you that you don't enjoy using because you find you're not really sure what interaction is expected from you next chances are that it's pushed through some of the, the sorts of frameworks that something like better points has been pushed through would you agree yeah that's a, it's it's uh, yes it's a, it's certainly a high uh, high likelihood that that's the case yeah, because and you the... described it very well like there are things in there that it's not clear what you're supposed to do next that's that's yeah. exactly it yeah yeah because in the in the sort of um cultural political structure of of build, building apps, Apple will say, right, okay, here are the sorts of interactions that we want you to build, and here's the things that you can use to do that, and here's the code you can draw on to make that happen. Um, but you can go somewhere else, and you can do things in a different way. I'm just trying to s- say this in the simplest way possible, um, which doesn't follow the patterns that Apple have set, um, and that creates some tensions in the way that, that, that you use things. Um, and I think you're fair to, I think it's fair to say that it is probably uh, built Android out first. Mm. That's how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't sort of love the experience. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it, it gets out of the way. I I'm not a um I'm not a points like loyalty points person okay. particularly <clears throat> anyway. So I'm not. It's not a mindset that I get into where I'm like, oh god, I could win some free points for for doing what I was going to do anyway, which is a great concept. Um, and it's you know it's it's positive things that you were going to do anyway. Um. Mm-hmm. I, because I'm just sort of not, my, I don't have that mindset anyway. I'm, I, it, it's not something that I think to do. You know, I launched the app and I started it and I, and I did all those things because it was homework, not because you know and I'm probably <laughs> not going to carry on doing it because it's just it's it's not my my brain doesn't think in those sorts of ways. I don't really care about those kinds of points. Uh, I think if it was more gamified in terms of uh, I, like I really got a sense of. Maybe I was competing, or I had a group of friends, and and, mm-hmm. and we were competing against something, or like whatever. Then maybe uh, I would be more inclined to to do it. Um, and it just sometimes that just comes down to what what you focus on in the UI, uh, because the the data is already there that they could do something like that, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. they already do. And I just haven't looked through the UI. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, as as like a loyalty points type system, uh, reward points, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I don't. Like, I'm always forgetting to go and uh, to to bring my loyalty card for various places because you know they say, "Do you want a loyalty card?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I shop at this thing uh, uh, for you know a lot, so I'll bring my loyalty card next time." And I never do; I always forget. If they could really nail um, loyalty cards through Apple Wallet, that would be a game changer. Oh God! Yeah, but nobody seems to want to do it, do they? No, uh, no. <laughs> um, and at, at the at the small Tesco near, near, near my house, um, if you self serve, you can. I've, I've put the barcode into Stowcard, which is like an app that sits inside Wallet mm-hmm. that holds things that won't go into Wallet. If that makes okay. sense, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I've got my Waitrose card in there, and I've got my Tesco card in there, and um, my Tesco card 
it will scan if I go to see a person and it won't scan if I go and see a robot. Right. Uh, the robot doesn't like it. Because um, the robots, I think they're still barcodes, aren't they? Whereas... Um, well, it's, it's, it's a barcode. It's a barcode yeah. that comes up on the screen. Oh, okay. But it's the, um, the gun that they've got at the person till is better at finding it yes. than the uh, flatbed scanner yes. thing that they have at the at, at the robot till. Probably too but much it, glare and reflection. So, so it's interesting, to, uh, as you were talking, I was kind of going to say to you, oh, so you're not into gamification, but so you've got a, a split here between um, loyalty points and gamification. So if it was more of a social side of things, you might enjoy it more. Is what your is yeah. your inkling? Yeah, and then if the if if it still had the point system, then that's that's a nice bonus because you can be like, oh wow, I, you know, I've I've got the to the top of the leaderboard, or oh god, I really want to beat Jeff uh, at mm. walking. Um, and then, uh, but at the same time, you know, because I really I really like the the Pokemon Go concept. I think if it was a different concept, uh, the 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 idea of like things in the wild and you go and catch them. If it was, oh god, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a property that it would work for me on, but. Let's say I can't, um, but that that kind of idea because it's 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 lovely that sense that it would get you walking. Um, yeah, and you know what it needs to really be doing is uh, I mean I know you can buy devices for this, but like what you really want is to be just walking where you were going to walk anyway, and to get a notification to say hey, there's a a fish eagle a, a, a bucket that you, you've got to catch in your ball. <laughs> uh, and you 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 stop what you're doing, you throw the ball, and then you carry on. Walking. You've not played Pokemon Go, have you? <laughs> Uh, I did for a bit, yeah. Okay, uh, I just couldn't come I, up with a good name. I didn't recognise any of the words there. That's no. Um, no. So, uh, are you a are you a Fitbit user? No, uh, I was. I, I absolutely oh, okay. was. Uh, I and uh, I have the I have the Apple Watch, which uh, usually just reminds me to stand, and I'm very bad at listening to what my Apple Watch says, uh, right. just because at the moment my my brain is just like oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I've got so many things to do, which is a bollocks thing it's it's a it's a get out because uh it, you know which is why um i like the co-working space when i can go and it's it's not out of laziness it's just yeah anyway um i like the co-working space because it is a good you are getting you know uh getting a good walk in uh twice a day which is which is great so uh for that kind of thing it's really good and when i'm when i'm in the mindset i'm i'm in it but at the moment i'm just finding it hard to um find the time i really like when i can when i'm in the gym mindset i like going to my local gym and go and do the things and then carry on about my day but it's quite a lot of time out of a day where i could be spending that time answering support emails or you know doing actual paid work uh so it's yeah it's tricky Mm. Mm. it's tricky for a single man with a with a with a full-time job and a business and stuff well, um, and cats and and cats, yeah, uh, genuinely, yeah, because and hello uh, fresh meals to cook and uh, 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 gusto, but yeah, um, well, could fine, could be <laughs> the, the affordable, the affordable version. Um, they're advertising on the telly now. The gusto. the thing I was going to say about the uh, the the Fitbit though mm-hmm. is that there are social challenges in Fitbit, aren't there? Where you can yes. ping someone a message and go, "I'm going to do more steps than you this week." Yes, and, and I have um, I have connected with people on. Apps like that. I think uh, another one was um, the MyFitnessPal thing, and there's a, a an app with an ICUI called something. Life is it LifeSum? I think it might have been LifeSum, which is quite nice. Hmm. Uh, which cool. also does similar things. So yes. Do you um? Did you ever try Zombies Run? Yeah, I like that. Um, I did it for a bit, and then I think I, I think I hurt myself or I got lost, 
No, no, but I think yeah, I you certainly got, got last. I did get in, well. No, I, 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 uh, I don't think I ever did. I managed to just run away just enough, but I dropped. I, I ended up dropping some items because I wasn't fast enough. Um, which is the thing that happens if you're not quite fast enough. Uh, you, you will right. drop some stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I ran somewhere and then I got lost and had to find my way back. Um, but I do like that. I think it's a really good idea. Some of the act, some of the voice acting could be a little bit better because it kind of can take you out of the experience. But oh, really? the, the I think so. But the actual idea, I think, is super solid. I, I, was I it, think it's great. Was it early on in the in the run when you were playing it? It was. Uh, I, I played it from what I guess would be like episode one. It was only last right. year or, or the year before. But because they've oh, they've yeah. brought out a lot of extra seasons, so I yes. wonder if that some of those things have been. I suspect that's the case. Resolved. It's but you know I'm funny with stuff like that. Like I don't like um, Welcome to Night Vale because I don't like uh, Cecil. Uh, what's his name? I don't like his read. Um, mm. And you know I know I'm missing out on really good stuff, but I listened from the first few episodes and I do not like. I did not like it, Sam. I am. I did not like the way he uh, <laughs> he read his uh, he read the lines. He didn't seem to understand the tone, um, right. and I know that's not right because if that were the case, no one would be or fewer people would be listening. It's one of the most popular podcasts in the world, so I know it's my problem. <laughs> but it's just well, something I, didn't uh, uh, I, my problem with it is sort of speaks to what I was saying last week is that when I got hip to it, I looked at it, I was like, oh, you got like ninety episodes now. Nah. Um, and I've it, I've kept it in my podcatcher, and I've never listened to an episode, and it just <laughs> it gets further and further and further away from the first episode. Now I don't know what they're up to. I have by a this question. Point. Yes, um, because I I like to recommend things, especially podcasts, and uh, I'd be interested to to hear what you think about this. So the the completionist thing does that apply to podcasts that have ended? Would you subscribe and listen to a podcast with several? episodes yeah if the podcast is no longer putting out new episodes yes okay have you listened to the thrilling adventure hour no you should listen to the thrilling adventure i would like you to give that a go uh i would like you to start from the beginning um from uh i will find you the episode that you should start with and i would like to see what you think i discovered it way too late i'm so sad i discovered it in 2014 and it was already nearing its end um the 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 end of its run uh but it is wonderful it, it's truly it's um so they, they've done a crossover with with night valley it's a, it's a fiction podcast but it's, it's hard to explain and i fear we're going to go long so i won't go into it now but you can find information about it uh, and i will link it up in the show notes so I, uh, I'm i a jackass because I thought we were talking about something else. I was talking about Hello from the Magic Tavern, which I also don't listen to. But oh, I do. yeah. I haven't got Welcome to the Night Vale at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think an appropriate uh, – while I will listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour and I might possibly commit to feeding back, I'm looking at the probably three screens length <laughs> list of podcasts in here, many of which I have – uh, uh, stopped listening to, mm-hmm. but not got as far as rage quitting, yes. or not started listening to. I think I'm going to need to report back on trimming down what's in here. Yeah. For next time, there is a lot of stuff in here that I have added that I haven't listened to, and there's various reasons why. But um, yeah, my um, my homework for next time is to streamline my podcast life. Yeah. Is that okay. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Because uh, this this is an absolute state. This, this is, really yeah. is some mate, of the stuff. 
some of the stuff that's in here. My my next up list, which is you know the the automatic uh, playlist, I finally figured out how to make smart playlists work for me in Overcast, uh, which is right. why I came back to Overcast. Um, uh, the my my next up list is uh, it must be a hundred podcasts, a hundred episodes long. Um, because the the priority stuff bubbles up to the top, so those are the episodes that I always listen to, and yep. then you know the, there's stuff being pushed down here. There's yeah, it's 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 so weird. And every now and again, like I'm probably never going to listen to um, what's the John Roderick one um with with Merlin? No, it's a, with with Dan Syracuse. Uh, Roadwork. I'm probably never going to listen to Roadwork again because it's boring, but it's still on there. Got a few. Never these. existed. Is that a car one? No, it's not because I I I wouldn't listen to a car thing because uh, I know nothing about cars. No. It's just them two talking, and and it's it's one of those like I'm supposed to know who John Roderick is. That's why I would listen, but I don't really know who he right. is. So I I sort of started listening because it was Dan Benjamin, and I I, I don't really yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've got several, uh, and another one has just popped in from my priority list, which has now overtaken the one I was listening to. So it's yeah, it's a mess. Uh, mm-hmm. Good. But you're already busy watching train spotting. Yeah. You exactly. want to do, oh, no, no, do, do a no, mini no. topic? I, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do a mini topic. Um, okay. Which one do you which one do you want to do? I don't think we've got time to do all three of them. Okay. Uh, the first one's real simple. Yeah. Um, um do you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um have you played Grand Theft Auto? Yes. Right. H- have you ever realized as much as you're not a car person? Um, that in Grand Theft Auto and my main touch point for GTA is probably GTA 3 and a bit of GTA 4 mm-hmm. I've got GTA 5 but I've not started it yet mm-hmm. um, but there's uh, a tendency that different neighbourhoods have different characteristics in terms of the types of cars that you see mm-hmm. so the, the engine will spit out more uh, SUVs in the suburbs Right. Um, you will see a sports car can roll through, mm-hmm. but you're more likely to get minivans and family cars in the suburbs. And then if you go up, if you go up into the posh areas with the big houses, you see a lot more Humvees and sports cars and that sort of thing. So in Grand Theft Auto terms, where I live, although my street isn't overly grand, there are a number of large, what we call um, private estates. Mm-hmm. So um, pr- private roads that the residents look after with big houses coming off of them there's a lot of those around the place so therefore there are a lot of people who've got far too much money um and they have far too expensive cars for the things that they do which is the same things that i do which is drive to the park and get out of the car and go for a walk (laughs) or uh occasionally drive to the shop and put some bags in the boot um so yeah kind of i don't know why you've got a bentley and a ferrari and a big range rover and all these other things and uh you get to a certain point if you own a car like that and you live in a big house like that where you kind of go well, what else can i spend my money on and the answer around where i live seems to be private car registrations are you familiar with the world of these oh yeah oh, absolutely now there's actually a shop mm-hmm. in my manner um <laughs> where you can go and it's like a showroom of private registration so you don't even need to kind of go on the internet which is what most people do and yeah DVLA try and, and try and find yeah uh, try and find something that will match your thing. You can go to a shop and have some sort of sommelier of <laughs> private registrations <laughs> make you one. Um, I'm going to put that in the show notes so I remember to get it for you. It's um, br- br- uh. Now, I've written down the abbreviation of it because I had the word of it in my head and I've forgotten what it's called. Um, anyway, um, 
Let me do that. So I'll remember where it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can go. You can go and get that thing. So a lot of people seem to think that that's a good use of their money. And uh, one of my favourite registrations. Uh, I don't know if this was their intention, but they have got written in textees mate M8 mate. on the back of a car. Oh mate. mate. Well, that was my re- that was my reaction when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, this. This I didn't one. know. Sorry, I didn't know that they could be that short. Oh, mate, they can be that short. <laughs> yeah, M- M8. Um, now it could be that that's Mark's car. Maybe he's got eight cars. <laughs> so, like, like maybe he's running a Thunderbirds system. <laughs> Is it uh, like um, with certain things? Um, I'm doing some stuff with the. Oh no, all right, I can't. I can't go into that. But um, like some. Is it more expensive the shorter it is? Do you think? Uh, I think I think it would be so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a bit like when you're registering domains. Well, that's sort of where I was thinking. Yeah, but like yeah. it's not strictly speak. That's not how it works. But it is that all all of the short ones are already taken. Um, well, uh, yeah. you say you say that's not how it works. Some of the ca- more canny, um, more modern, uh, modern day kind of uh, uh, fun- funky youngster millennials um, domain name registrars. The, the, they um, they have reserved certain names ahead of time, haven't they? So um, your, um, yeah. your dot media dot fms and those sorts of people, they have tried to sort out ahead of time names that they think are going to be popular and put a higher price tag on them. Yes, well, I'm not I, sure if it's dot fms, but I know there are a number of them that 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 have done that. Yeah, what I was thinking is like it's it there, there isn't an algorithm um, that's sort of going. You know, so many letters is this price. You know, fewer letters is a higher price. It's mm. it's more that some people will just go and squat on on names that they think are going to be used. Yeah, and then it's the secondary market that's traditionally yeah. driven that. There was a fantastic uh, reply all about sex.com the other yes. week. Yes, there was. No, it wasn't reply. No, it, it was, uh, was it every startup. little thing. Startup. Is it? Oh, yes, it was startup. Yeah. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. <laughs> it's yes. good. It was a good 45-minute hour of radio um, talking through the the life of this this guy who did buy lots of domain names, including sex.com, and yeah. what that did for him and didn't do for him. Indeed. Um, the land grab. But yeah, so uh, tra- traditionally it was that you would buy them up and it would be a secondary market, but I think some of the registrars now have got like a primary market for them. But it, it is the same thing. People will want the... Uh, posher things now um, in guernsey where i come from we don't have letters in our number plates okay so in england part of what they do is they you have to have one letter and one number and then you can build the rest around it and there's a quite a market in turning fours into a's (laughs) and ones into i's and Mm -hmm. fives into s's um both a market and a kind of a grammar yes of the way that people write these things a bit like we used to write boobless on our calculators yes back when we were kids by writing the number and then turn it upside down. Um, um, where was I going with this? So yeah, a lot of people are into that, but in Guernsey, there wasn't, you weren't, you didn't have letters, so you couldn't make your name appear. No. So the market there was just for getting a smaller number. <laughs> it was very, very strange. When I was uh, younger and more impressionable and more interested in these things, I was both impressed and terrified for the person who had a Renault 5. So this that tells you this was in the 80s, with the number plate five. Ah. Because I was looking at it and I was going, right, that is cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm already aware enough about the way that branding and products work <laughs> to know that they're not going to call 
the small Renault, the Renault 5 forever. Mm-hmm. They're going to change that up. And eventually, obviously, it became the Renault Clio. Obviously, Mark, you knew that, didn't you? Oh, sure. Um, so they, they they dropped the numbering system. So your kind of cool number plate number five <laughs> on your Renault 5, that gambit pays off for a number of years and then doesn't pay off. But you, you do have... Well, you, you, you then say, no, you're just a big fan of short circuit and then you're sorted. That's right. But you still have the number five, which is in terms of the rarity value of small numbers. Yeah. There's only nine single digit numbers. The number plate <laughs> number one um, actually it goes on one of the state owned cars. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and um, there's this is this is this is bad. I can't remember which way around this is now. I think num- number one. Yeah. Number one is the bailiff, who's the head of the judiciary and the government. And uh, the governor, who's the Queen's representative, doesn't have any number plates. Ooh. So that's how they kind of Dear. sort their double billing out. <laughs> um, but I, I knew somebody whose who's dad had worked for the vehicle registration licensing back in the day, and he'd bought all the matching sets of five digits. Okay. So he had oh, five, okay. five twos, five threes, five fours, five fives. Uh, he may have had more than that. And he gave them to all of his children, and they were worth a fortune. Oh, wow. Um, there was so this is another really interesting one about your your numbers and the gambit not paying off. They a lot of people were into buying their phone number. Okay. And we used <laughs> oh, to have no. we used to have five digit phone numbers. <laughs> oh wow! And then they needed to expand the exchange, so they put a seven in front of everything. <laughs> well, they put a seven in front of ones in town, and then they put a two in front of every everyone else. Yeah. So all these people were like, "Oh, my car registration is my house number, but with a two at the front." <laughs> um. Oops. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't think I could ever get to the point of conspicuous wealth where I would want to have a Porsche with the number plate Gmail, which I saw the other day, <laughs> driving past me. No. That's, Again, that's... Like, is, that, is that a person who's is, – is that a Google executive who lives near me? Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that someone who really, really likes email? Unlikely. <laughs> Why have they ended up with Gmail as their number plate? I think maybe it's – how same... much have they spent on it? Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's the bigger question. But maybe to answer the first, in the same way, there is, there's a chain, I think it's a chain, a small chain, I don't know if it's just Birmingham, of chicken establishments called chicken.com. <laughs> there is no chicken.com. I think it's a it's a squatted thing. Like, they don't own the domain name chicken.com. They've just gone, .com's a thing. Yep. Let's there you go chicken.com so it's like someone's just gone oh gmail gmail's a thing uh i'm into things i know what people i know what humans like humans like domain names i'm going to buy gmail (laughs) oh that's weird chicken the chicken.com thing is like some sort of 90s cargo cult isn't it (laughs) where they they've seen the the wonderful riches pouring on the on jeff bezos (laughs) And they've got well. If we put .dot com on the name of our chicken shop, yeah, um, I'm not. I think we should get um, uh, Mr. John Bounds on mic for an episode of Thread one day as a, as a guest yeah. after uh, after uh, Beware of the Leopard record as we did with Danny because yeah. he knows more about Chicken .dot com than we do. I think he's got <gasps> some inkling of a backstory about it. Oh my god. Like, got a hazy memory of him knowing where this had come from. Amazing. Um, and if he doesn't, then at the very least, we can have a chat about uh, the other local retail hero, which is Safe Breeze, <laughs> which is <laughs> 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 Safe 
somebody who decided that Sainsbury's was a shop and Safeway was a shop so that he'd take half of each name and put them together. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love Which, it. I love it. Is again a gambit that doesn't pay off because we don't have Safeway in this country anymore. No, we, we don't. Had it for years. No. Oh man. Oh, love it, love mate. it, love it, mate, mate. So, how's your how's your hard out looking? My, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking okay for a while. I think I've got enough time to have a really solid chat with you about what's happening with Podium if you want to. Okay, yeah, we've been going for an hour. Um, just just as a just as a heads up. Um, yes, okay. Oh. It's been a week, mate. It's been a week. Um, did you get an email from me yesterday? I did get an email from you yesterday. Did you read the email? I read bits of the that's email. Right. That's, 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 no, it wasn't, I, I, you know, I wasn't ch- chasing you on it. I no, I read, I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Long. I can't say I. Fu- it was long, and I can't say I fully digested it. Yeah, that's fine. Or or that I know what's supposed to happen next. No. Um. That's that's fine, and that's not uh, uh, you know that that's a that's not an uncommon reaction, and that's why I you know my my plan was to do two emails. Um, so this one was just like shit's going to change. Don't freak out if if you see some changes, and then there'll be a follow up to say okay, now that the dust has settled, here's what's happening. Um, and so okay, um, for for those if you don't know uh, i run a podcast hosting service called podient and i set it up last well i started working on it last year and it went into sort of uh public beta in march and since then has has sort of grown in terms of use and it's now grown to the point that it has become very difficult to sustain and um this story has a happy well it has it has a uh, you know it, it well it doesn't have an ending it continues um okay it's um, being ticked up for another season. It is, yes, exactly, okay. yes. Okay, we've just hit the season finale, uh, but we're, <laughs> so we're coming back. Anger. We're coming, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and on Reddit and on Facebook and on Twitter, lots of people like to tell me why, not just why I'm doing it wrong, but more importantly, why podcasters are wrong to use my service and are silly and shouldn't do it because um, one of the uh, tenets of the service is that it offers a free tier and the thinking behind that was uh podcasters understand the value of things they understand the value of community and of contributing to those communities and so they are more likely to contribute a little bit of money to help run it and those that can pay uh, can those that can afford to pay will pay mm-hmm. and that i have seen i have seen that those people who can afford to pay for it and see the value in it do pay for it. Um, I've had conversations like on the phone and like actually with people about that. And they say, well, no, I'm going to pay because, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, whatever. Um, And so there was, there was a sort of, there's the free tier, which, you know, gives you most of the services. Uh, Then there is five bucks a month, which is the same, but it was just a way of people being able to say thanks, uh, you know, I can't go for a, like a full plan, but thank you for, uh, uh, for 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 providing the service. And then there's a what was a fifteen dollars a month or fifteen pound a month, uh, which was you know this is the pro thing, and you get a few more uh, features um, mm-hmm. with that. And the thing that people would tell me that I was wrong about, uh, and and the reason that people would tell me it was wrong to offer a free service is because you'll run out of um, hard disk and bandwidth and neither of those happened and I knew they wouldn't because of the internet. 
Um, uh-huh. The problem that I didn't foresee is, uh, oh God, it's so interesting because uh, I, I promise, um, because I could have solved this problem earlier had I thought of it earlier. To a degree, it would have helped. Okay. So we'll 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 circle back around to that. Um, the problem is. If you have a if you have your own podcast, you deliver something called an RSS feed, and that RSS feed tells your podcast app the thing that you listen uh, on, you know, on your phone, or it also tells iTunes and other directories. Yeah. Here are all your episodes. Here's the audio for each episode. Here's the date, and 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 off you go. And the more episodes you have, the bigger mm-hmm. that file becomes, and it mm-hmm. has to be one big file because iTunes. What you can often do on the web is you can say like, "Give me the first 100 results." And then give me a link to say get the next one hundred results, and then the next one hundred, and you and you go on, and that's called pagination. Yeah. iTunes doesn't support that. There isn't a full standard for how you do it with RSS, so you have to have the entire feed available to iTunes. So if you're a show like Reply All and you've got hundreds of episodes, I use that as an example because um, uh, I just remember looking and, and thinking, well, how do they do it? And, and mm-hmm. you know, shows like that expose all of their episodes. They don't have a limit. They don't just show you the, the last 100. All, all of their episodes are available on their feed, which means they have a big RSS feed. Big by, by these standards is maybe one to two to three meg, maybe a little bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and Because it has the artwork enclosures and stuff in it as well, does it? Or... Yeah, just, just links to the artwork. Um, okay. But just that amount of, of, of text can... can wow. yeah. I, I one of my clients uh, has a 1.8 megabyte RSS feed, um, which wow. is like a 300 episode podcast with lots and lots of show notes with embedded YouTube videos and that kind of stuff. And all that HTML is all baked into the RSS feed. So you wouldn't have thought it would come up that heavy though, would you? Um, you'd be surprised. RSS, yeah. uh, XML is, uh, XML is quite verbose. Mm. Um, because uh yeah like you you're you're sort of saying everything twice because you with xml you say i'm about to give you a title here's the title i've just given you a title yeah Yeah, yeah. so you're sort of duplicating a lot of things um uh so that the the big problem is i didn't want to get into this thing where you only got the last 100 episodes um Mm -hmm. i have been racking my brains for weeks on how to solve this because it's the thing that's been taking the system down because uh like overcast is a really good citizen overcast the 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 um podcast app is nice and marco is lovely and he's lovely to podcast people who run podcast uh websites or services because he only crawls the feed once mm-hmm. it's not done for every user of the app right yeah the user of the app, the, the app talks to Overcast to say, are there any new episodes of any of the podcasts I subscribe to? And Overcast mm-hmm. will come back, which is why sometimes Overcast will not deliver an episode that you think it should. It's because it's using its own internal cache. And that's mm-hmm. great if you're running a, a network because it means if you host 1,500 podcasts, you get crawled 1,500 times, not one time for all of the several hundreds of thousands of people who use Overcast. That's a blessing. Mm. That's not going to be the case for all podcast apps, and it absolutely isn't. Um, and so when you start delivering at scale, uh, I mean, at scale, I'm talking 1,500 people, which is not really that many. But, you know, when you're trying to do that on on a, on a budget or on, you know, uh, whatever hardware you've got, it can be really tricky. And I've done all sorts mm-hmm. of things. I've uh, So w- what I started doing was putting the... Um, RSS feeds on Amazon's S3 service, where most of Podium uh, is, or like the static files are all hosted. Um, yeah. And that 
was fine, except it gives you these complex URLs, and I didn't want complex URLs. I wanted people to be able to have simple URLs like uh, mypodcast.podium.co slash RSS. Um, and so what was happening with that is that I was then having a service that was taking the RSS feed, mm-hmm. downloading it temporarily, and spitting it out to the browser. And the problem that causes is it means that the uh, server is... Stop me when this has got so dull you want to kill yourself. Um, unless we're there already. Um, no, no. I've, well, I've got, I've got, I've got questions. Okay. I'm waiting to see if you can cool. answer them. Okay. Um, so uh, the server is is pulling down from S3 um, and saying, All right, "Give me the, give me the big XML file, and I will deliver it to the to the client." And that takes maybe, depending on the size, it could take two seconds, it could take five seconds, it could take longer. And while that server is busy, it can't answer any other requests. Yeah. Okay, and, so so yeah. that's that was my question. Yeah, that causes. So what what it sounds what it sounded like to me as you were discussing this is that the um, all the things that all the lay people think are going to be a problem with a service like this is where are you going to store my files? My audio is big. Uh, bandwidth for delivering that actually it's a processor issue. Exactly, it's a computational problem in terms of actually problem. crunching those files Absolutely. every time they're requested. Absolutely. So uh, storage is cheap. Thinking yeah. is expensive. Yes, absolutely. That's yes, that's brilliant. Um, so the solution that I just put in place this morning. Uh, so, uh, okay, let's let's go through the chronology. So in um, sort of August, September time, um, I'd thought uh, I, I want to simplify and consolidate the way the system works in terms of pricing. I want two pricing tiers: free, which is community supported by uh, Patreon, and professional which is now $12.99 a month which is cheaper than the pro version and a bit more ex- well you know considerably more expensive than the $5 a month version but you get all the features um mm-hmm. and I thought great that's going to work really well and uh it then gives me the 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 unfortunate get out clause of if 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 the community can't sustain itself the service at least can live on because there are people paying for it um mm-hmm. with Having having seen what's happened over the last uh, week or so, seeing the capacity have to ramp up, and me spending now uh, more than more than two or three times what I was paying before in order mm-hmm. to to keep up with all the requests, which weirdly are timed like they happen at the same kind of times every day, and it takes the whole service down. Um, in order to to deal with that, I had to make a really difficult decision about mm-hmm. what we do with the community tier and the i like the decision but i of course i do because i'm me and i created it and it's my baby and mm-hmm. not everyone is going to like it rightfully so because it's going to screw over a lot of people and that is unfortunately where we are so the uh the the new regime is that the community space is no longer an open door um mm-hmm podcast new so we'll say new podcasts uh anyone who's starting a new show needs if they if they want to apply for a community membership they need sorry if they want to use the community space they need to apply and basically they need to say this is why my podcast uh should be on the community plan because it serves this particular community um, it doesn't have to be a lofty goal uh you know it could be i i run a small um uh, church uh I, I do podcasting for a church or a choir or a mm-hmm. small group that is not going to be, you know, it, it's not economically viable to pay 14, £15 a month, whatever, to, to host the podcast. So, um, you know, and that qualifies. Um, okay. two, two mates talking about the latest Marvel movie doesn't qualify. 
Um, uh, okay, I'm going to put a pin on that one, and we're okay. going to come back to it. Okay, because I've got I've got a thought on that. But go okay, on. great. Um, and so yesterday, I wrote an email saying, "This is what's going to happen. You're going to see a change. Uh, if you already have a pod a podcast on Podium, uh, and you're not paying the the fifteen pound uh, fifteen dollar a month, um, then you've got ninety days to do one of three things: either apply for community membership, um, to upgrade to the uh, pay- paid plan, or mm-hmm. to move your podcast." away to someone else and there is now an interface to do that so you can just say redirect my feed over here uh, and the place that you're taking it from can import your your feed and stuff so those are the those are the options open to people and they've got 90 days before you know anything happens and there isn't going to be a big robot that's going to come along and sweep everything off after 90 days uh, i'm mm-hmm. not a monster we, we will figure out what we do after 90 days but it's just to get people into that mindset of thinking okay we need to do something and so I spent an hour uh, uh, yesterday on Reddit, and I will be doing so again today at 8 p.m. our time to sit and answer people's questions and, and uh, allay their concerns and also be beaten, uh, be beaten with a stick and be told off mm. um, and to say, yes, I understand this sucks for you and, um, you know, help, let, me, let me figure out how I can make it right the best I can. Um, but I also recognize that, yes, this sucks for you um, mm. and I'm sorry. Um but a man's got to eat kind of thing. Um, so, and so the, the final capo at the end of this uh, mm-hmm. is, which is not a phrase is, um, no, it's, I was going to say, uh, no, it's, it's a, not a the phrase. tenant in the mafia or it's the, the, it's the thing, thing on the guitar. On the yeah. yeah. Um, Coda. Okay. That's fine. Coda. 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 That's pretty better. Um, yeah. Is that I found a solution to the RSS problem and it's, okay. it's reasonably elegant the RSS URLs are not quite uh, as simple as they are, but it's still actually quite nice. And mm-hmm. uh, they are served entirely by RSS. There is now no service that's reading from... Sorry, they're, they're served entirely by Amazon S3. There's no service now that's proxying that, that's downloading it from uh, from S3 and then serving it to the user. It's all going over S3, which means I no longer am in the business of having to serve massive RSS files. So a lot of the slowdown is fixed essentially yes okay in theory i've got yes. i've got loads of questions i'm yes. going to start with rss and i'm going to work my way back up okay. i've been jotting them down as we go you can actually see the questions i've got um right do i if my rss urls were changed as a so i you don't need use, to do anything as a, okay so just to give context to other people i use podium both as a co-host of this show and uh, a panelist of beware the leopard but i'm very fortunate with those shows that um the, the account is actually owned by the person who owns the platform. So well done me. <laughs> so you made a good friend. Though. That's very fortunate for me. Uh, yeah, good friend. Uh, but I, I have, um, I have another show which you're not part of and um, which uh, I'm one of the co-admins of. And then I have another show, which I haven't even cut the trailers together for yet. Um, so I don't need to do anything to my RSS um for those shows no 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 uh it's okay. it's a permanent redirect which means uh uh itunes and the rest of the the world will see oh the url's changed i must use that url okay. now okay and, so, and even well, if so they this is just a hd yeah. access file type if you like yeah, re- rearrangement on your yes. on your server saying that's permanently changed to here yeah and they respect that, so they're not going to have to keep on reading from your server to get that information. They probably will they... for a while, and some yeah. some always will, uh, I yeah. think. But that's fine because my my thing will always do the redirect, and that's a 
that's a reasonably a simpler process simpler than process. sending um, them the four or five meg of rss exactly, show okay. exactly so i don't need to do stuff so uh, a secondary question related to rss why did you want the rss to be pretty when not many humans read it it's a very good question uh because uh pretty means it's more manageable because if okay. you base the um if you base the file name off of something that you already know which is yep. ideally not a number because mm-hmm. opsec um it's good to not use numbers for things if you can uh because they're sequential and it means you can you can hunt around and you can find out oh okay i'm podcast number 339 i wonder what podcast 340 is and there's no security implication from it it's just not what you would necessarily do and it's also not human readable Um, well yeah but what i'm saying is i don't know many humans who need to there's not many occasions when humans need to read an rss not um, many but some url these days not many but some Mm. um you might want to subscribe to your podcast before it's gone into before it's gone through itunes yeah, but we can copy paste those sorts of things in that tiny use case. I'd have thought. Yes, um, absolutely. But also, if you're using human readable names, they are easier to manage from a computer perspective. So, um, for example, uh, if I so so the 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 way it works is we have feeds slash your subdomain slash rss xml. Not mm-hmm. as re- not as human readable as it was. But it's it's mm-hmm. still um, and what it's when when I say subdomain. So, for example, ours would be feeds.podium.co slash thread slash feed.xml. And mm-hmm. that that thread part, that always means our podcast. It will never mean another podcast. And mm-hmm. that's something that a computer can do. And it is also something that at a glance, you know, a human can do. And mm-hmm. um, so that's why having a what what you might call a pretty URL is is useful um also uh having it under my own domain name means that i don't lose control over it um mm-hmm. so that i can still help people redirect the feed if they need to and various mm-hmm. things like that so having instead of it being a generic um like uh, s3.amazonaws.com slash podium dash production slash feed slash you know mm-hmm. um that's unnecessarily long there, 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 there doesn't need to be a reason to do that um yeah and so I, I think what I'm what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is is that it sounds like this trade off is okay. Yes, and and also because the, 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 because of the narrow range of times when it matters to be yeah, able to read that, the, and you the, can just slow down and be careful when you have to read it. Absolutely, and deal with it that way around the, because the, it's the more crucial, the other crucial thing to to bear in mind here, which I didn't bring <clears> up with <throat> slash RSS, is that was a, com- a computational thing that was doing various things. So it was saying. Does this feed have a new? So this is all in code, to, you know, that runs every time you request the RSS file. Mm-hmm. Does this um, podcast now need to be redirected somewhere else? If so, mm-hmm. issue this statement instead of the RSS feed. Um, and there were other things in there before that were like, is this feed now stale? Is it out of date? Have changes occurred? Okay, then queue up. Um, uh, tell one of the other background worker servers that exist to go mm-hmm. and 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 rebuild the feed. I'll give you the old one for now, but the next time you want the feed, when you come back in an hour's time, you'll get the new feed. That was all being done at slash RSS. That's one of the reasons it's important to have a Kodi URL uh, that, mm-hmm. that does functional things as opposed to a static file URL. Mm-hmm. However, what, I, what has now come to my attention is that Amazon S3 lets me do 
most of those things. So if something needs to be redirected, Amazon S3, I keep saying Amazon S3, S3 can take care of that redirect for me. I can tell S3 later on, hey, you now need to redirect this to some other completely different URL and and S3 will take care of that. Um, So I don't need to worry about that. Um, And this is how the migrations will be managed for people who want to leave then? Yes, absolutely. Um, So that's now a thing that I can do. And uh, the other thing is uh, I now just have a cron job, which is a piece of code that runs on a schedule basis to say, do any feeds need rebuilding right now? If they do, mm-hmm. rebuild them or uh, schedule them to be rebuilt. Put them on the stack and say, "Worker server, you over there, you go and rebuild them." And it will, it will just, it will do that, and it will put the new feedback on S three, and mm-hmm. and everything goes like that. So it, it's taken a few steps, which is why I think the the idea didn't occur to me straight away because I needed to go through the logical steps of first going, I should cache the feeds. I shouldn't be rebuilding the feeds every time. Okay, now I need to figure out how I serve the feeds. Now, you know, and and I had to go through that process in order to get to in order to get to now. Um and uh I am now feeling a lot more a lot more better uh, about mm. it. And we we will see what happens in the in the coming days to make sure that feeds still still get built. Um but I I'm I'm thinking that we're um we're in a good space because yeah, RSS is weird because it is is it is essentially just a static file that doesn't change all mm-hmm. that much. Um, you know, for a weekly podcast, it shouldn't change more than a few times because, you know, mm-hmm. the only the only other times it would change is if you if I screwed up the show notes and have to, you know, re- re- redo it. But like for a weekly podcast, it a minimum it changes once and and that's mm-hmm. not a lot of times. So um yeah, so 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 that's that's RSS. That's cool. That's nice. Right. So How's the AMA gone in terms of, uh, did, did people come? Yeah, uh, they did. Um, I didn't do it wow, as like a full okay. on AMA, but I did say in the email, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here. And it was, a, you know, it, it's similar to to an AMA in many respects. And yeah, we got quite a few questions and I sat and I answered all of them. Um, and then there, there's, there's certainly one, most of them have been universally either sort of resigned or like, okay well i guess i'm gonna to have to figure out what i do which you know is is absolutely fine you know not that grumbly but sort of just okay um and there's what certainly one person maybe maybe more now but there's one person who is kind of furious mm. and i understand the kind of fury because uh we have people uh, and there are there are a few you know there, there's like a dozen or so uh, that pay five dollars a month. And they don't get anything in return for that. And mm-hmm. this is outside of Patreon, but you know this. So this is people who on Podium pay five dollars a month, um, and they know that they don't get anything special for that because it says you know this is just a way of saying thank you. And mm-hmm. he uh, and, and people are gonna be, and he is certainly pissed off that mm-hmm. he's either now got to pay over twice the price um for you know and yes he gets extra stuff for that price but it's mandatory because mm-hmm. his podcast won't be a community podcast and so he's now got to think about moving on and you know there are lots of ways you can look at this you could go well kid you you had a free you not a free ride but you had a discount for a while uh mm-hmm. you had a sort of oh this is probably too good to be too true, true situation and it's turned out it's a little bit too good to be true um i could just tell you 
this is changing in in a month. I could tell you this is changing next week. I'm giving you 90 days. And after 90 days, I'm not going to just turn it off. I'm being as reasonable as I can be. Mm. But I do also understand that he has a right to be upset. Um, and, you know, he's reached out over... Uh, I mean, he's he's accused me of breaking promises, which is incorrect because I never made any promises. And I've always said to people, there's no... Gar- like. People are like, how can you guarantee you're going to be here in a year's time? I'm not going to guarantee that. I'm going to try my hardest. We absolutely yeah. try to be here next year, and I plan to be here next year, but things change. Um, and I've never made any promises. So I, I haven't got any that I've broken. Um, and, you know, but he's, he's you know, he's red-faced and angry, and he, he has a right to his anger. Um, and so I, I will um, deal with that with, you know, with, with the right amount of um, of civility and, and, and say, look, you know, yes. I understand, but also business models change. They do. And, and not there's other places it. where people can go as oh, well. Crucially, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think his thing is like, it's a pain to move. And honestly, that's never been my experience. I've never had that much difficulty moving. And maybe it depends mm. where you move to. But I've moved podcasts around all over the place and, and I've never really had a problem. Um, you know, you find a place that will import your RSS feed and then mm. that's it. Uh, but, you know, that's that's my experience. It may not be his. And so that's fine. And, and I understand he's a pain to move, um, but he's got three months to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't expect we'll bother moving Runapod, but it was a conversation that we had right at the start. We were like, all right, we're going to do this thing. Where should we put it? Well, we know we can do X, Y and Z, but we also know that there's a good person here doing an interesting thing. Um which may not last, but let's <laughs> let's throw let's throw down on it and see and see what happens. So, um, my question for you, because um, uh, I need to, I've got ninety days or whatever it is to sort all this out, is what actually is the way that Runapod should be supporting the the platform and the network? Because uh, we didn't pay you five bucks because we were like, well, what's the point of paying you five bucks? Because there's not a thing for that. Um, and there's two of us and that gets complicated, but Patreon, we're like, okay, we can both throw five bucks at Patreon. So paying $13 for the professional level thing is no biggie. Um, the money from the Patreon would probably root back into that. Um, where should I be spending money to support? By doing that, by, by going, going professional. Yeah. If you, by going professional, if you can afford it, it's like, if you can afford it and you see the value in it, you get a benefit from it. Mm. um then yeah uh then then the professional is is the way to do it because otherwise um and i I i'm not comfortable having to say the words out loud because it feels shitty but Mm -hmm. the reality is not everyone is and and the probably the majority of people are not going to pass the community um uh uh, uh, test i was trying to think of another word but yeah they, they they don't pass that particular test and you know I'm not going to make a decision here uh, in person on any application because it's not just me who makes the decision. Um, yeah. There there are, are other people who will make this decision. And so I'm never going to say this is in, this is out. Um, but, you know, I, frankly, I don't do any shows on Podium that would qualify. Right. Um, so, you know, that having that realization, it, it's lucky that I built a podcasting platform. <laughs> uh, because you know <clears throat> um 
So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my my comment about the chatting Marvel with your mates and the community thing for next time because I think we can do a piece of follow up and and get into that. Okay. Um, I'm really interested in, in, in uh, all that is. Yeah, no, I've I've got I've got some, just just some thoughts, and they're not necessarily thoughts that are going to be beating you up. They are more thoughts, more general thoughts about the place for those things in the world. But yeah, that's enough of a trail. There that. is a place in the world for those. Um, we'll, yeah, we're going to talk about that next time because <laughs> okay. my 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 hard out's coming up. So yes, I'm 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 wrapping up. So I'm gonna. I'm going to come, come at you next time, bro, with that. Okay. Um, and talk about it some more. Um, for the professional level, is that per podcast or is that per... It is per podcast, yeah. Per podcast, okay. So uh, a feature request then for you in terms of how, of how you do that. If there is a way to split the bill between hosts, I think a lot of people will find that useful because obviously if we're setting up a standing order via a direct debit card or something like that... Um, if you've got a team of people and they want to pay you 15 bucks, um, one person's card is going to be in hook for 15 bucks every month. And then they're going to be sending each other $7.50. So if there was a way to say who are the two people who are paying for this or the three people who are paying for this and do micropayments through that, that would be really helpful. Okay. I, can, I don't know if that's a thing that you can do. I'm probably going to say that isn't. Um, okay. that, that, yeah. But, one of the things I believe that do that do exist, um, and I know they exist in America, and I, I, I suspect they will exist here, and I'll try and be brief, is I think you can use a service that basically gives you a prepaid card. Mm. So you could you could all chip into the prepaid card, and it's like a Visa Electron, basically, uh, which will work with, with our payment provider. Um, and so you all chip in. Uh, I had that conversation yesterday with someone who doesn't like using credit cards very much. He doesn't like paying for things online. And so I said, well, there's one of these services I think you can use. You can pay for it. You can charge it however you like. Uh, and then that becomes a, a shared card you can use. I believe that's a thing that you can do. Okay, that's an interesting way around that. So um, more, more on this next time because yeah. you'll have more feedback because you'll have had more AMAs. We can talk about more about how the community tier works mm-hmm. and what, what is a community tier and mm. what is the function of Podium and where other places people can go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really interesting and really helpful for me, actually, in terms of understanding the email that I definitely did read, yeah. um, but I hadn't yet digested. No, it's fine. I'm going to have to go and do a work thing. Okay. Go do a work thing, yeah, likewise. Uh, okay, I should also bye. get dressed. I'm in the dressing gown. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>